listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thank you again for joining us on the show. I learned so much from our guests by having them on here. Each time we have a guest here, I think you can see for yourself that there's so much depth of knowledge about client development. I'd highly recommend scrolling through some of the previous episodes if you haven't done that and find other topics that you think would help you. The different organizations that listen to this range from law firms, whether it's a big global law firm or a small boutique, professional services firms, we've got a lot of recruiting and staffing companies on here, accounting firms, we have several accounting firms that listen to this, and even business-to-business salespeople. And all of them have one thing in common. Their business depends on getting work, on being able to sell your services. Now, you might not call it sales. You might call it client development, but that's really what it is. And there's things that I've learned from our guests. For example, our guest today is going to talk about sales readiness that helped me, and I know it can help you also. Our guest is Aaron Gutowski. I've known Aaron for a long time. He's the chief sales officer for Chief Outsiders, and that's a consulting company that offers fractional part-time chief sales officers and also chief marketing officers. And we're talking about what it means to be sales ready. I think you're going to get some great ideas from Aaron today, even if your organization doesn't like the word sales, you call it client development, you're still going to learn some things from our guest today. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, legal intelligence suite of products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's my conversation with my friend, Aaron Gutowski. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. And I've got my good friend with us today, Aaron Gutowski, who's the chief sales officer of Chief Outsiders. And we're talking about sales readiness today. Aaron, thanks for joining me on the show. Hey, you're welcome, Scott. It's great to, great to speak with you this morning. Yeah, and it, it always is good to spend time with you. We go way back, and I'm excited to reconnect with you here in this format uh, where you're sharing ideas that can help people that are in sales. And that's what this show is all about. And this particular episode is probably going to be focused more on those people that are really doing sales as their core focus area. And so let's get into some working definitions here. And you have a solution that I think will help a lot of people listening. And I'm really interested in learning more about that. But we, we call it sales readiness. What does that mean exactly, Aaron? If we're going to define that from the perspective of somebody that's chief sales officer running an organization of salespeople, what would that mean? So the sales readiness assessment is a way to examine your entire sales organization. And we break it down into four areas. We call them the four Ps. Mm-hmm. That would be your people, your process, your platform, and your performance. Mm-hmm. And then we look at each of those areas separately. And for instance, on the people part, yep. let's look at what attributes do you look for in successful salespeople at your firm? Do they understand the value proposition? Mm-hmm. Do they have certain characteristics that you look to source when you hire people? On the process side, do you have a methodology that takes the buyer through a certain process and do you stick to that every time so you can shorten that that process for purchase does the sales team have all they need to close deals do they have proposal templates do they have marketing collateral 
Uh, do they have cold call scripts? Do they have sales playbooks? These are all the things that we examine around process. Then in terms of the platform, that's really your tech stack. Typically, it involves a CRM, but what are other tools that can integrate into there, such as LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you have a, a tech stack that makes sense for your size organization. And then finally, we look at performance. So does the firm have specific performance metrics around number of outreach mm -hmm. that a salesperson does? Do you have good insight? into why you win deals and why you lose deals. Do you understand that? So those, those are the four pieces. Okay. And typically at Chief Outsiders, we're, we're working with CEOs of companies that are operationally focused, well-run firms, but they struggle with the growth. They reach a certain size and they can't go beyond it. So right, right. usually underneath that is, Maybe they're not um, in the right market, or maybe they can expand, take an existing product and go after new market segments. We look at all those things from a very uh, strategic level, and then we look at all these these four P's to help them help them accelerate that growth. I okay, hope that good. Makes sense. Yeah, so I like that. That's a good overview, and that, I think that kind of gives structure to what we're talking about here about its improvement and. So let me kind of review this, and I've got some questions for you about this. So you're dealing with people, process, platform, and performance. And so the perspective of somebody that's running a sales team, that's probably a good thing that they should even think of anyways, even if they use your assessment or not. But let me ask you this, from what you've seen with organizations that have gone through, they've gone through your assessment, and they've made changes, why do you think it's hard for leaders of sales organizations to keep up with all this? What is it that you think contributes to them kind of missing some of those blind spots in any of those four areas? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we're walking into a company where the CEO is doing all the sales. They don't have the people to do this. They don't have the process. They don't have platforms. They're not measuring any performance. This is the Rainmaker podcast. Their Rainmaker is the CEO. Mm -hmm. And if the firm is to grow, the CEO needs to be strategic and thinking about new products and new markets and managing a team that is outselling it for you. So yeah. when we go in, starting with the people, all right, let's, let's look at who you have. Do you have any salespeople? No, we don't. Well, then we need to hire them. What attributes do we look for in a successful salesperson? Right. What kinds of things can they mirror from the CEO who's been successful? selling this. And then the process, do they have a step one, step two, step three that they go through every time they transact with a buyer and then building a platform and a CRM. So here's an example, a company and also in the legal sector, they're a legal recruiter, just like you, Scott, mm -hmm. except they don't recruit attorneys. They, re they recruit the senior people at large law firms, AMLAW 200 law firms, they'll recruit a chief marketing officer or a chief financial officer. The rainmaker was the CEO of this firm. He wanted to it grow. So he said, Aaron, I need you to come in, sell for me, and then build a sales team and build all these processes. Let's implement a CRM. We don't know how to do that. You've done it before. You can come in and show us 
what to do. So we we did these the people process platform and performance. We didn't evaluate it. They didn't have any of it. We built it from scratch. Okay, so that's, that's often that's what yeah. we'll do for it. And I had a successful engagement with them for about ninety days. I came in as the chief sales officer on a fractional basis. I built all these things, and then I hired my replacement. So now they're doing very well. They're expanding their market. They've more than doubled their sales, and they're doing very well. I hired my replacement, essentially. That's great. Gave them everything they needed to succeed. You know, I think that's a good solution where you come in, and I think it's a smart way for a company to really fill that gap is to work with an expert. You've been there, you've done that, you've, you've done all these things before. And that's a good story. I like that double the revenue also. Who doesn't want that, right? So let me ask you this, kind of going over these four areas, people, process, platform, and performance. Where do you think most leaders struggle in any of those four areas to really get their arms around where the challenges are? What do you think? In many cases, it's that process. It's, do they understand what happens when one of their buyers goes through step one, they engage. Step two, you're pitching them on your solution. Step three, they're evaluating that. Step four is put together a proposal and then close them on that proposal and then work with them to get the agreement signed. So I've often found it's that that process breaks down. And also they don't understand how many new opportunities they need to go after in order to make that process successful. So they're they're not getting enough new deals at the top of the funnel. And that's usually where they go wrong, is they rely on too few opportunities to get them to their number. So they need to increase the top of the pipeline, but by getting to as many new opportunities as possible. And we coach them on how to do that. And that often involves the process and the platform combined. So the process is, okay, how do we reach our customer base? The platform is a platform like a HubSpot, which has an email capability built in where you can do sequence emails and reach those new buyers. Mm -hmm. So that's a combination of the process and the platform working together. Got it. And, and so what are metrics when you look at performance of sales teams? What are some of the metrics that you have found to be very helpful without being micromanagers, but things that sales managers, sales executives need to keep their thumb on the pulse of? Generally speaking, a person who's, let's say we call it an SDR, a sales development representative, they're the people that are going out, doing the cold calls, sending the emails, reaching out to the type of buyer that makes a decision on their product. Generally speaking, I've seen the really successful organizations, they will have each of their SDRs get at least one new opportunity with a new customer each day. So mm-hmm. that's one, one per day and that's 20 per month. And the math goes from there. So you can begin to look at, okay, if I add two more SDRs and they're each reaching uh, five new opportunities a week, 20 a month, what would that mean to our overall pipeline? And then you examine the metric or the fracture point between the number of new opportunities as they get down to closure. 
in measuring all that. So usually where they go wrong is they're not getting enough to enough of those new opportunities and they don't train their salespeople how to book those meetings and how to persuade people to come into their process. Okay, that's interesting. So when you went into this organization that you talked about, or if you were going to do another assignment as a, an interim chief sales officer, and it's your first hour, you're in the office, and you've got to get your handle on these four areas. Where do you start? What do you do? What actions do you take when you really get started uh, building something from scratch like this? Well, I'll talk about another client that I'm currently engaged with, and they operate in the not-for-profit sector. So they help not-for-profits get more out of their existing donor base. So we actually had them run through this assessment. I actually performed it and had them complete the survey. And we found that they actually had, they were doing some things very well, but where it broke down is what I was just talking about in terms of the number of new opportunities they were getting out of each of their individual SDRs. So their structure was was three SDRs and one salesperson. He would be, the salesperson would benefit from the meetings that were getting booked. But in some cases, they were, <laughs> these, these meetings that were booked, the people wouldn't even show up to them. So they really weren't doing a good job of qualifying. So yeah. what we did is we made uh, the credit a little bit more stringent towards what counts as a booked meeting and made sure they were reaching qualified buyers. So they, they could book a meeting with a charity that wasn't very big, but they took the meeting just because they were, it sounded interesting. They had no intention of buying. That's not a good prospect. So you yeah. need to do some qualification. And that's what we honed in on. And they're, they're doing a much better job of it. They're able to get those 20 meetings booked per month. And that's ultimately going to come through in the pipeline. We're having a very successful quarter right now. It's probably going to be a record quarter in terms of sales for them. So that's very exciting. And it, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy coming in and helping them with some basic things. All the other things they had in place, their platform, that was all fine. They had the right people. They just needed some coach. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. And I like, I can certainly understand that you're coming in and you're building something or you're solving some pretty big problems. It's gotta be, that's got to be very satisfying. Indeed. And so kind of go deeper with the top, with the area of platform. You mentioned before that it's, I guess, a CRM or whatever you want to call it. What, what are some of the structural components of a platform that a sales executive sure. needs to keep in mind? So number one, you definitely need some type of CRM. I've found that on large, larger companies, enterprise companies, you'd probably be looking at something like a Salesforce, which is you know heavy-duty CRM. It, it's got a lot of capability. It's highly customizable. There's a bigger expense associated with that. Mm -hmm. There's other platforms like HubSpot, which is completely easy to use and has a lot of capability. And I find the smaller organizations usually go with something like that. Right. But there's other components because that's just a platform that holds all your customer data. It has the ability to push out emails. Where do you get the emails? Well, you need to start looking at tools like LinkedIn Navigator. They're not necessarily going to have the emails, but maybe like a Zoom info is another, another great tool 
to source people's emails and phone numbers and integrating those two. So you're pulling lists of customers off, off of, um, off of Zoom info and then implementing it into your CRM and then be doing email uh, sequences, they call them. That's the, some people call them campaigns, but you're pushing out you know, hundreds of emails and then you're, you're integrating that with a follow-up by the salesperson. It could be right. a phone call. It can be a LinkedIn, in-mail, all those types. So you've, you've got to have that tech stack ready and making sure you're, you pick the right tools depending on the size of the company and your specific needs. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Any, any other components of a platform that people need to be well, mindful of? Yeah, actually, there's a great component. Um, there's another company called Leopard Solutions that I used to head up sales for. And if you need to recruit attorneys and you need to go after leadership within a large law firm, they have a great platform that provides that capability. So there's, there's very industry-specific types of platforms like a Leopard Solutions. If you're in the legal sector, you can also integrate those into your CRM. They have a lot of firm intelligence that they they look at. They've got their their leopard top law firm list, which is which is a great source. They're a great industry specific uh, provider. On the construction side, I, I work with a firm right now that does a lot of business in the construction sector. There's a great platform called CoStar, which you can source the property managers and property owners of these construction uh, projects. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great tools out there, but they all need to be integrated. It's really going to, get to depend a lot on the company. Have you seen companies invest in their own proprietary platforms before, like create their own CRM, hire people to build their own research lists, things like that? I have not seen that. Generally speaking, they're they're using some type of uh, software as a service that they can pay for on a monthly basis, depending on the number of people that need access to it. And it's just it it's too costly to build these things from scratch. I did see some of that in the legal sector where they built built their own platform, but generally speaking, there's just better better yeah. tools out there, and they, they keep it current. And you don't have to worry about that aspect. You can yeah. worry about reaching new customers and having a great offering for them. Absolutely right. Yeah, and I think it makes sense. Whatever niche you're in, whatever resources are there, buy it off the shelf and exactly. save time. Let somebody else do the heavy lifting. And yeah, you're going to have to pay for it, but what do you get from it? You get better information that's being culled and cleaned up by people that do that for a living. So I think that's, that's always a good, a good idea. Thanks for the shout out to our sponsor, Leopard Solutions of our show. Yes. Also, it's always, it's always great to have that happen. So hi, Laura Leopard. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you then, I like the structure that you gave. Would what you've shared would that be appropriate for smaller sales organizations? Maybe an owner that has three people doing sales and maybe a couple of SDRs. Exactly. You know, this, one of the things we can do is we can offer this assessment to any of your listeners. So okay. if you want, we can talk about that right now. Or- yeah, tell me about that. And tell me about, and I know you mentioned that you have, and we'll put a special link on the show also so that anybody listening, you can go there, you'll be able to get access to that. And what's, what's the cost for that for our listeners, Aaron? Actually, normally we, we charge a, a considerable fee 
to do a sales assessment as part of our our uh, consulting. However, we're offering this at on a no charge basis to right. any of the Rainmaker listeners. So we have a link to the survey. Uh, step one was you fill out the survey. So your sales leadership, any of your sales, any of your marketing, any of your, even your CFO, they can fill this out. And the survey takes about five minutes to complete. Okay. We'll ask you a number of questions in each area. So the people, the process, the platform, and the performance. After you complete the survey or all your, your people at your firm complete it, I will be notified uh, through our internal systems that somebody's completed the survey and that we're to create a, um, a report. Mm -hmm. So uh, step two is for me to get the report created and then reach out to you and say, hey, I've got this ready to go. Let's take you through it. We've identified, here's where your strengths are, here's where you're doing well, but here's some opportunities for improvement. Now, step three, where we can help you with those opportunities for improvement, or you can do it on your own. You can just say, okay, I think I can figure that out. So really, there's it's just a great way to get a handle on where things are. And what's really interesting is we can also coach you, and this would also be included as part of the, the no-charge offering, is looking at the differences in the answers. Often, the salespeople are really tough on themselves and they, they think they need a lot of improvement, whereas the marketing people are like, everything's great. They're doing a great job. <laughs> they, so you really can see, we'll see all the differences in the answers. And, and that also talks about communication. Does everybody understand the value proposition of the company? Oh, yeah. And then you get into some marketing issues around messaging and overall positioning of the firm. And chief outsiders can help you with that as well. So besides myself as a fractional chief sales officer, we also have chief marketing officers. Which That's great. Got great experience as well. That's great, Aaron. Thank you for sharing this and for being on the show and for the offer up for that to be a free offering. We will put the link on the show notes. And is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Like, tell us a little bit about your your company with Chief Outsiders. What, where are you all located? What Absolutely. kind of companies do you work with? Absolutely. Those sorts of things. So Chief Outsiders is a national management consulting firm. We've been in business for about 15 years. There's about 135 of us, uh, chief sales, fractional chief sales officers and chat, uh, fractional chief marketing officers. Generally, we work with CEOs who are, like I mentioned before, they're operationally focused, they're well-run firms, they know what they're doing, but they're just kind of stuck in a certain size. So we help them get into new markets, get into new product offerings, and then we actually execute and can deliver senior level sales uh, experience, senior level marketing experience for a fraction of the cost of what you would pay for a full-time person. So many, many of the firms I work with, they can't necessarily afford my, my going rate as if I were a full-time person, but they can afford me on a part-time basis. And generally, I, I'm working with anywhere from three to four clients at any one time. So I divide my time. Of course, the real trick is they, they don't necessarily, they, they think I'm full-time because I'm in constant communication with them and I'm in sync with the strategy and so forth. So 
companies spend, like I said, in business for 15 years, we just had our 10th year in a row of being on the Inc. 5000 top companies. So we're very proud of that. And uh, we're based, our our headquarters is in uh, Houston, Texas. That's great, Aaron. Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your wisdom. And again, for the offer for our listeners to take that survey for free. And uh, I'm sure our paths will be crossing again, Aaron. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I really appreciate the opportunity. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.